0: Blog Talk Radio. And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're at in the world today. And you can be one of the 180 countries that are working with us at WitchCool.com. I'm your host, Ed, uh, Sir corral by the Correlian tradition, also known as Ed Hubbard and Ed the Pagan. And WitchCool is about to celebrate its 20th anniversary. First and foremost, I I have to say, let me go ahead and offer this first set of thank yous. There are a number of people I have to say thank you to. And one of the most important people I need to say thank you to is uh, Lisa Tuitt, who who actually believed in in it enough to let me go ahead and get it designed. And she did a great job. And her engine has lasted for a very long time. And uh, and her fingerprints will be always on the site, because we just did a big rebuild recently recently. tens of thousands of dollars worth of, uh, of, of support to go into that. But we'll talk about that more later. But And then um, I have a lot of people to thank. But it, and uh, so the first person is Lisa, is, is Lisa, and then the reason it is important, because you have to understand the story of Witch School. Witch School really began in 1993, the seeds of it, at the Parliament of World's Religions, where at the Parliament of World's Religions we were challenged as pagans at the time, I was identifying more as pagan. Though I was a Wiccan, I was identifying with the larger pagan movement. And at that movement, at that time, in 1993, I was a staff member of the Parliament of World Religions, and I firmly believed in the mission of the Parliament of World Religions uh, then, and uh, I still do. I- of course I do. Um, and I've done you know I've done my work, and I've done a lot of energy towards it. But what happened was, <clears throat> they didn't want to identify pagans as a religious group, but they And there's a lot of, you know, the early sort of anti, you know, who's going to be a part of this, who's not going to be a part of it. And one of the things I learned out of that first parliament where I sold the global ethics and I was there is that the idea of, of moral equivalency. And that was one of the first things the which were really created for people was going to be moral equivalency. And what do I mean by that? That my religion, my faith, my practices are morally equivalent to yours. Even if we disagree on the content of it is that are you to a level of moral equivalency, i.e., are you equal? Are you equally as valid? And that's at the core of the parliament. Not are we all the same, but are we equally morally equivalent? And that they said that we were not morally as pagans, of course, because we didn't have a core philosophy. We all made our own decisions. We didn't show any of the signs of being a religion, per se. Um, and most importantly, we just didn't have numbers, and so they you know, said, you know, hundred thousand was what they looked for. So we have a hundred thousand. No, oh, you have a, you don't know that, and so the Parliament of uh, the Pagan Interfaith Embassy began a process. It uh, was something that we cr- I created, uh, something that I, I, I developed, and it still exists. Uh, it's just one of those things. This is really a private, more private thing, the idea of bringing you and five pagans together. And we would begin magazines, we would do radio shows, so so out of that came, I did Psychic Chicago radio for a long time, and I did, you know, try to find ways to finance the community. Um, right, you know, Don and I, uh, Lord Don, as, as it's phrased, um, began this process of teaching, um, right at the department, he was doing his healing from his back injury, and we were talking about different futures. And so we began this process of it, and uh, the Daily Spell would emerge out of it. And uh, 1998, we began the Daily Spell in earnest, November 1st. And then it was some of the earliest witchful lessons, and we kind of put those lessons out on a daily basis. And before we knew it, we had a lot of people. Uh, I went to the 1999 Parliament of World Religions in Cape Town, very influential, and I run as a representative of the Fellowship of ISIS as well as uh, a representative of my own place in Corellia, and, of course, my own mission. And there we discovered a lot of people who called themselves Pegas. We, The indigenous people really emerged, and uh, Arthur and all of them emerged, uh, would be emerged out of the parliament as a strong force. And they identified Pagan, but they didn't identify us as Pagan in the same way. <clears throat> But what they did do is they gave us a lot of energy, and it was the first time I really got the uh, Daily Spell went on on a regular basis and everything else, so the continued need that media was presenting and the Internet was presenting to us. And so before we knew it, we needed a witch school. And I went around right after Parliament looking to start the interfaith school. I really thought the first version of witch school was an interfaith school, the idea of creating an interfaith program. Um, how did it become witch school, though? And I went around and went around and nobody wanted to help me with this. I mean, and then suddenly just one young lady um, decided that she was going to take a chance. She was a software engineer, Lisa it and she was going to take it on the challenge and she did. And she did take on the challenge and she created it. And on September 4th, 2001, which School opened up and the first day we had 2,000 members. Today we continue, you know, we have 100 times that now, but that was the moment. And so people have asked me why did you do it? Well, I needed to have one of the biggest problems we had with which school was that the we didn't close our one list groups, and so we had these two thousand people you know, you know, join us. We had like twenty six thousand essay questions and six original mentors who were who were there, um, and they were a very very uh, powerful group that they because they were really. Strongly part of the system, they wanted this to succeed, and so which automated everything that we could possibly automate to make it more modern, to be able to handle more people, give mentors more time, and then from that moment on, it allowed people who were been solitaire, people who had been through the coven system and never be able to complete a degree. Um, all of these things that were made time and management difficult, very agricultural, very old world in that broadest sense. And I mean old world in the sense of the apprentice, the small group teachings and everything else. Um, And then the other thing that was really happening, and it's important to understand is that you had this huge movement that was actually still crescendo across things of writers and authors who were coming public more and more material was come becoming public. And you had uh, almost eight years now from 1993 into 2001, you've had, this period of time of early internet, the World Wide Web, as under the HTTP protocols, uh, which began in 1993 and then really picked up in '95, and then the browsers. So we were still fairly early in this, and so I had to build the school. Today you just buy the templates, you just buy the material, you you can buy you know there's so many sites. We were so early, but we had to build and continue to run on proprietary software because we need to control our data. and more importantly, we control our privacy. So people joined her. I was the first chance and, and Marianne Kay, who's the next person I have to really thank because she was she would be extremely important in the long term health of which and she continues to amaze me with all these archives and she's a deep archivist and she she's a part of that and she's an honorary third degree and she's Important to it, and she thinks the most important thing, one of the biggest important things was bringing all these people together. They were able now to communicate through the Internet. In a lot of ways, Witchpool was an early, early social media site. I mean, we, social communication site, it was important to us to communicate social. We were using, you know, we run one of the oldest chat, continuously ran chat rooms uh, from about.com onto our own systems by uh, Reverend Don. Every Monday, the chancellor's chat. Um, it's continued to be an essence of it. And what is that, 23, 24 years? And that would feed into the witch school culture as well. Every Monday, Don made it himself and continues to make himself available to his students and to his people. And uh, check it out on his Facebook page. He'll tell you when and where. But he continued that sort of chat room. Now it's a Zoom room, and, and, and it, we continue to develop. But Mary case of bringing people together it was the early thing. And the mentors, and the mentors were amazing. Under Carlos Summers, we had probably the great age of our first golden age of uh, mentorship began. And that was because it was very open. It was very simple. In a lot of ways, it resembled how the Internet worked. People who were teaching were just a week, you know, just a little bit more advanced than the people there. And we had so many young people involved that would become part of it. It was just an amazing, incredible time of growth in that early Internet. And so we built, and we built hard, and we built on a subscription system, which is very important because which one was built during the crash, the first internet crash, that everybody thought it was going to be so crazy because everybody was building on an advertising model that wasn't working because the advertisers, and still this day, well, trust me, advertising agencies, I listened to a lot of uh, internet, Gary v, uh, uh Dan Sullivan, uh, you know, Genius Network. I listened to a lot of 10 Times Marketing. I listened to a lot of those podcasts, and they still complain about this, but back then, uh, Twenty years ago, they were not able to get the advertisers to move from television, radio, and print. Where still today, some 80% of uh, marketing is done. Uh, the dollars. I mean, we're in the heyday. This is still like the early days of how how marketing. And it's still cheap. When these guys finally figure it out, and they're figuring it out fast now, they're starting to move. They'll move into these sort of spaces. It'll get more expensive. But we we weren't early Google advertisers for for that aspect. I didn't know what we were doing. If I knew more of what I was doing, I would have dealt, doubled down, tripled down. But we grew. We grew overnight, and we grew there, and then we moved to Hubston. But we were communicating, and then when uh, we moved to Houston, um, That's a whole story in and of itself. So we stood up for, and we still continue to show our ability to stand up to discrimination. And uh, so we continue to growing since then because we bring people together and give them away. Uh, for me, the important part was that it was able to finally get leadership into into development. Remember, let's go back to where this started for me, Parliament, Parliament of World Religions. I mean, in 2004, in Madrid, I could start showing real numbers. Uh, 2009, we were a full-fledged media company. I became a pagan, the first presidential pagan, uh, though I had been a reporter at all previous parliaments. Uh, not not in 1993, but in 1999, I did. The Daily Spell. In 2004, I was still doing The Daily Spell. In um, 2009, we did the, uh, the maximum, we began broadcasting Blog Talk Radio from blog to, the, same, the very same account that we're on now, which is going into its 13th year on September 18th. So its anniversary is coming up. And we've continued the uh, network because of this. All of these things originated out of creative communication. And leadership. So we've given people leadership early in our community. We're a first mover in a lot of ways to allow people to do it. But most important, what does it do for the individual? Well, it finally gives the individual a chance not only to meet people, connect people, but allows them to finish their degrees and their courses without losing ground. And what do I mean by that? Under the apprentice system and the Gardnerian lineage system, the Alexander lineage system, a lot of them, you learn it from a high priest or priestess, or both. And then you work with them for as long as you teach, and they teach you everything they can. And then, you know, and that, that was basically your education, and you got it from another person. And you may have added some things, but you may learn things all the life. but you would eventually teach as an apprentice who would try to emulate you as much as they can. But from the 60s, we were beginning to see a book culture as well. So people were able to learn that. So solitary became the number one group of movement because it was so difficult to get degrees. I don't know how many times people said, "Oh, when you and and and, and the and the unwilling to be cooperative, the, the the inability to believe that others could teach as well as you could, forcing people to go back to the beginnings, first degree, back to the beginnings. There wasn't any real testing, and then there was the favoritism aspect. Um, I will use a terrible term, you know, high priestess." You know, high priestess and high priestess you know, by, in, by um, injection and by the sharing of the fluids. Oftentimes, you would see an undertrained member being very emotional. It was very emotional. So there was a combination of really strictness about wanting to complete it that so few people actually became third degrees. So few people in the early 90s were, were actually graduating from their programs. And so this was all through the 90s. You saw more and more groups. And and then you had a lot more self-declared because you had a lot more books. Llewellyn was pumping out books. Um, Lots of publishers were publishing books. It was a heyday. Now, we thought at the time, like, this was, like, the catch-me-out. This was terrific. And so there it is. I would do study groups in Chicago. I would just do study groups. I never actually taught formally uh, tradition or ritual stuff. Um, I never have. Actually, I've never in my life taught that but I made platforms for other people to do so. So for me, the ability to build platforms for others is one of the most crucial aspects of what I do and continue to do. Um, it's not important to me that I'm the one who's teaching. I just want the people who I, I respect, honor, and um, want to listen to do. So today, which is a platform for teachers? You know, the fact is we just rebuilt it. And it's not just Corellian. So it has become the Carolina Seminary, which is a big advancement, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But it is open for people to teach and to share and to become part of a system that will help them and grow. So all through the through the through the double ops we're growing. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun, so much energetic, so frantic. And at the time it was so dramatic. And I really wish I would know what I know now. I would have enjoyed it more. I would love to have enjoyed it more. But it got out there, we got it. And then, uh, then 2009, we added the Ning site. Uh, we got Magic TV in 2005. We started doing the video online. 2009, we got uh, Blog Talk Radio early, early. Now podcasting's hot. But we were doing this a while ago, and uh, we and we have lots of things on still on site, and um, it's incredible. That's incredibly amazing, and uh, we're going to be doing a lot more of it. And um, and now we've done, we, we created a, a social site, a more direct social site called the, uh, which is not the data spell, but It was a social, which continued the communication and allowed us to integrate into it. Now we moved into the Facebook world, and uh, we continue that. And now we're going to continue to see us move into the metaverse. And what do I mean by that? Is we're going to get, there will be a time where we're going to meet more and more. Our people are very cutting edge. And so for me, the biggest thing that there was was leadership. So I owe, owe, owe that definite. Um, there's another person I need to, but uh, they, they wish to remain unnamed. It's a real bother. There is, there's going to be pieces of this history that are going to be very strange because of the fact of, of emotional and mental uh, conflicts that occur in such of these systems. So we grew in the Facebook world and we continue to grow in the podcasting world where we created uh, Night Radio, the voice of the pagan world, where we do what we do best. We give multiple people uh, access, multiple groups, and multiple energy and build leadership. So today we continue to build this sort of idea of leadership is one of the things I find important. Other people find out that it's family. And one of the things we proved is that while we couldn't manage without the Internet, our five groups. We've been able to create a lot of groups. And while we, you would think that all, all our people are scattered, they condensed in certain areas, like crystals. Like it's super saturated, crystals and supersaturated fluids, and they formed their own groups. And they have their own temples. And we have an under – some of them are independent. Um, one of the biggest things I learned in the uh, 2009 Parliament of World Religions in Australia was that witch school is very popular, but my tradition, Caroline tradition, was not and lots of groups formed out of the witch school utilizing the witch school systems so we have a lot of people who utilize the witch school systems for different purposes to learn different things we have a lot of tarot readers who've now become professional tarot readers we we, all about education and support so as a founder i'm kind of like a gushing i'm gushing over a a well-grown child my child is now 20. in the internet world that's an incredibly long period of time it is a full-fledged adult site And it it, it has a function It reaches nearly 300,000 people. Our broadcast and our messaging system reaches tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, depending on the message. we're going to reach at times millions of people with our message. And we continue to have this energy, this platform. So for me, the rebuild of that, and I have to really owe a lot of people to the rebuild. The primary person took on the rebuild was uh, Lady Lloyd Bedman. And it's taken years, and it's been a huge financial, emotional, mental uh, aspect. Um, another individual, which is surprising, who I met, really met at the Parliament of World of Religion as, as who she is today, as uh, Lori Blackman, and she's done an amazing job, and she's really done a lot of energy for the system. And there are a lot of people who have done energy directly for the system. Uh, Carla Summers, I'm, I'm hoping to get her honored this year. She is a member of the ancestors now, and we have put a card on her who um, really influenced where the mentors were. And I, I hope that we can teach us a, a lesson about where she is and and where that mentoring program, which is so crucial, the number one crucial aspect of, of Whidbey School is mentoring. And if you can mentor, I would love to have you do so. There's a course that teaches you how to do it. We don't just send you out there in the world; we support you. We have systems inside of it. We really improved the mentor system because when we first sort of started, it was wild. It was a lot of fun, but it was wild. Today, will is a stronger institution that will be here for another 20 years um, because of the changes we've made. But understand that we're still a very wild group. We do so many interesting things. So, what could Wood School do for you? Well, it can help you get your get you into your organization. It can get you into learning what you want to learn, whether it be for clergy, which we can help you get become clergy. We've uh, graduated well over five thousand clergy, um, government recognized clergy, in other parts, of the, in all sorts of parts of the world, all supported through the Corellian uh, tradition because this Corellian Seminary. And some of them are independent. Again, some of them don't have anything to do with the Karelians. They just have their own clergy status, and they've and they learned how to work. So we've done that really well. We've really increased the amount of available clergy in the world uh, so that we can function within that society. And it was enough that in 2018, we really recognized ourselves as well as the parliament through uh, a discussion in groups of being a global religion. And as one uh, critic once said, he says, yeah, they may be uh, worldwide, but they're only an inch deep. It's like a thin layer. And I'm I'm satisfied with that. That is a very good description. And they saw that as a negative, and and, uh, we saw that as a positive. And we are seeing growing communities uh, in the Northeast and around Buffalo, New York, that whole Northeastern community of um, Buffalo, Philadelphia. Maine, Massachusetts, up in that area of the world, um, there are a number of groups uh, that are working out there. That beautiful Northeast Corridor is just amazing, and it's led by a surprisingly large number of people who joined at 14, 13, 14, 15, 16, who now stand as archpriestesses and priestesses and high priestesses and running large groups and who are doing broadcasting and doing all sorts of things. And they meet for illustration. Uh, in Buffalo, New York, they have uh, in August sometimes. Most I think uh, uh, Reverend Phoenix Williams uh, joins with a lot of early, very po- powerful clergy who joined very early, and uh, they do the the regional illustration there that is just amazing. And uh, check that out. Um, and we're having a really deepening. Uh, so that's the the, the 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 former millennial group who are now key leadership in our system. And then we have the uh, Southeast, uh, uh, Southeast United States, and that is a very interesting around Jacksonville and Atlanta and in North Carolina. And that corridor area, we have a lot of groups that are coming together to form a strong local union and regional union as well. Uh, you have to see that in South Africa. You see that also in the Philippines. Uh, that's happening. Uh Revin Rain has really done a good job there in the Philippines and um you see that consolidation in the uh uh with uh Blue Soul and Apu in the Philippines. And there are other locations too, and I'm probably not doing as well. We're seeing uh the Europeans, uh Anna Rose and part of it, but there's also both independent and uh centralized groups in uh in in Europe forming up hard, hard. We're translating Our Corellian Times Magazine into multiple languages, and we've done multiple languages. So the aspect of becoming global has become amazing. Probably the one thing that I said at the beginning, and I said at the beginning of all of this, is that 100,000 people need to be really kind of recognized in a central organization, to be kind of recognized as a minor religion by academia and what we call UN standards. And so we're way past that. And so now we're looking at it. But people ask me, how big do you think which School is going to be? And I said, I'm, you know, I'm still struggling with it, but I believe that the, I believe that the, we can provide education to a million people. And that is one of the things that my primary goals continues is that even though I'm no longer the principal officer of which School, I'm the chairman of it, uh, Lori Dedman is the backbone of it, as the dean of students and everything else, and I've moved back into the CIO position, which is a Chief Information Officer. And I'm kind of providing for marketing and trying to recruit people. So I'm back into that role. Um, because as much as I'd like to be, I'm not an academic enough myself. I want to give the platform to people who can do that. We continue to do Pegasus Night Radio. We continue to do Magic TV. And we're moving into new spaces of Zoom, the CEM Broadcasting in the last year. And CEM Publishing is coming forefront. So we're. We're now seeing a huge, massive change in Witch School. It's just become this amazing, amazing space. So what is the future of Witch School? Well, I'm, first of all, impressed. We've just finished our, our uh, latest revision so that we are in contemporary language, being able to be picked up by contemporary usage, more mobile-friendly. So we continue to advance our cutting-edge aspect. We've, it's, it's, we've done events. We've, we're helping other people do events. We understand Zoom, and we're going to pro- incorporate more and more uh, video and audio into our systems, as we always have. We're going to try to figure out. So, what is the motto of Witch School? Which I should have started with. This is, is what was it always about? And anytime, any place, anywhere, education, magical education. And I continue to do believe that is what our goal is at Witch School. So, having said all this, what is what, you use it to Witch School? Well, um, take a class, enjoy it. Join our community. Um, enjoy it. Learn. If you want to you know, lead your goals, if you want to become a clergy member, that'd be terrific. We can help you. We can help you become a competent and successful leader. Uh, only a very small percentage of it. You. you want to be a better tarot leader. We have tons of tarot lessons. You know, if you want to be a better psychic, well, we, we're grounded in that. Um, if you want to be a part of the crystal web, well, the largest magical construction probably in the history of the world coming together. Um, for size and energetic purposes. You can learn about that and you become participants in that. Um, you know, you can join the Blue Door under Lady Stephanie Neal. Now, Lady Stephanie Neal is a very unique uh, entity, and I want her to tell her story, but she has an amazing witch school story, too. And she's the first, uh, first um, and she's our first member, I think, pretty much through witch school, if I understand correctly. Um... And that she became, and she would eventually become the leader in, in the faith, along with uh, Lord Don, Lady Stephanie, Lord Don, run the tradition um, in a very direct way. So we have these amazing stories, which I hope will bring more to you, but you can become part of this. This isn't just some idea that exists out there in, in the boondocks. You know, oh maybe yes, maybe no. We have solid learning. You want to write a book? There are people who have taken the lessons have written books, um, some famous, you know, we've done that. More than a dozen books have been written by people out of witch school, not just Don Lord Don, which is six, you know, you know six, seven, eight books now, um, and more to come, but also others, a lot of others who took their second degree project, the number one project, had to write their thesis and their, their little piece, and that is they've turned, converted those into books. I mean, full-fledged books published by publishers and printers, and uh, Lady Stephanie has uh, several books out on tarot. Uh, Lord John Anastasio has a book on Discovery, Kim uh, Huggins. Our tarot class is uh, Tarot 101 on uh, sold Through Llewellyn. Uh, so many books. Crystal Blanton, uh, I know she went through it. Um, some of her books, early books, had, had come out of her second-degree project. And so we've had a lot of writers and authors come out of us. So whatever your dream, a magical dream is, Witch School is a platform which can help you find it. What you put into it is what you get out. Your relationships are essential. You can learn how to become have a relationship with others on the Internet on a global basis with people who will find you that. And the final product of all of this is that we've been able to develop family. Different groups, different nodes, different areas. See each other as families and cousins and brothers and sisters and uncles and aunts. We have a thriving family culture that has children being grown up into it and being born into it. We're seeing a whole new generation that are being born, and they will have access to all of these systems. So where does Witch School go? It continues to develop as it does. It continues to be the engine at the center of a a Wiccan movement, a witch movement, a pagan movement, a psychic movement, a tarot movement, and where you can get your your access to the community and learn about the community and that we can hear about the community, share in the community, and learn, get support. Whatever it is that you want to do. Want to become a great spellcaster? Terrific. We want to help you. You want to become a great teacher? We have done that. We would love to have great more teachers. Um, do you want to become a high priest of priestess running your own group? We're experienced at teaching that and leading that and supporting that. We have processes in place. Do you just want to be able to go to great events? Not just illustration which we host, but also I'm here at a Heartland. I'm here in uh, the Heartland area. Uh, Gaia Retreat. and This week I'm going laid back because it's community. It's family. And it's one that I have discovered and explored and discovered through my process of Witch Goal. Remember, I found, it found my whole world through Witch Goal. And I will continue to do so for a very long time. And so what does the 20th anniversary mean? It means glad it worked, so grateful to everybody who did. And for me, it means to get back to work. Subscribe, WitchGoal.com. So you want to be a witch. We, do, we want you to be too. So there you go. That's my thoughts on the 20th anniversary. Please ask me questions. Please come on back. And if you really want to be a part of our system, come let me know at edthepagan at gmail.com because that's my favorite email system. All right. Blessed be and uh, have a good one. And remember, join Witch School, 20th anniversary, lifetime of education. We'll be here 20 years from now.